Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Boom! Merry Christmas, boom, one and all. Rob Ellis in on this December 25th. Wishing you and yours an absolutely great Christmas, a peaceful Christmas, a content Christmas, a Christmas without stress. I hope you can pull it off. I hope I hope that is how it's gone already for you. I hope that's how the rest of the day goes for you. I hope you can forget about your troubles for a day, everything that's gone down this year for a day. Sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, wishing you all the best. And thank you. Thank you to all who listen, not only to me, but the station all year long. It is much appreciated. And again, hope you have a great day. So, <laughs> as you know, we had we had some pretty rough weather last night into this morning and about 2 a.m. we lost power at my house and we still don't have it back and the pico projection is like december 27th which is great you know it's good to see (laughs) i'm like could could 2020 do any more possible damage at this point just what you asked for christmas morning i mean I, i got about a week to get through this nonsense and that's how christmas morning went down but you know what we rolled We'll be all right. We'll get through it uh, and and hope everybody again is out there, is out there safe. I had a lot of branches too, man. I was out this morning cleaning up for a while and it was, that was some nasty stuff. I, I must've been like asleep at the wheel. Did we, and by the way, Anthony Foley, my man, producer of the program, Merry Christmas, Ant. Good to see you as always, my man. Did we know it was going to be this bad no. or, or did I sleep on this? I had no idea. Like I thought we were going to get some rain and I, like, I didn't know the wind. I, I again, I could have been just like out in left field, man. I don't know. No, you definitely heard it outside. Oh. It was um, it was nasty out last night. So I'm looking. I'm looking at our. We have a great view here from our studios out to you know 30th Street Station, but we have the Schuylkill Trail right here in the Schuylkill River. That is a particular shade of brown today, man, for the Schuylkill River. To say the least. Whoa. All right. So a, a lot to get into on this Christmas, and obviously because it is Christmas, I do want to keep it lighter, fair. In addition to our sports talk, which we do have a lot going on because it is the Friday before an Eagles game, 
where there's two games left in the regular season and they still have playoff hope. I know that's insane. I know it's watered down. I know for a lot of people, they look at it and it's bogus and all that. And I'm going to get into that in a second, but I bring that up because we do have a lot to get to. Not only with that, with the Sixers as well. But I, w- I want a couple things, and I mentioned this in the, in the crossover with Tom. So one of the things that we did before we lost power last night. So my dad and I lost my dad earlier this year, lost my mom too. It was, it's been a tough year. But um, one of the things that, that we always did, particularly me and my dad, but my mom as well, on Christmas Eve, after we get done kind of running around and, and you know, all the relatives' houses and all the stuff that we used to do, one of the things we always did was watch a movie called The Quiet Man. Now, it's an older movie. It's a John Wayne movie. My dad loved John Wayne. So, you know, the the first time he introduced it, I kind of watched it begrudgingly as, you know, as a kid, but then grew to love the movie. It's a great movie. And it's not really Christmas-related or anything like that. It's just something we, we used to do. And John Wayne is a boxer, an American boxer who goes back to Ireland where he was born. And it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great movie. So that's one of the things that we, we did. It was sort of a tradition that we did in our house. So that's one of the things I want to hear from you. What some of your either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day traditions, like Aunt, Anthony Foley, do you, is there anything that you and your, and your family do traditionally, whether it's Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, Anything you, you like, like re- repeatedly have done? Um, at least for the last couple years, um, I'd say me and my brother and sister, we always watch uh, hoops, man. Basketball hoops. Okay. Yeah, so we, we usually have breakfast. My sister will make some breakfast, and um, we'll watch some hoops together. All right, so that's cool. Well, yeah. I do that with my son now. Some quality bonded time. Well, like last year we went to the game. which feel- oh, That was awesome. 30-point win. Dude, it was it was awesome. The whole atmosphere was, was great. Everybody was so into it. It was it was absolutely perfect, right? It was a great gift my wife got my son and I. Perfect, right? I, I just think, man, that feels like it was a decade ago, doesn't it? Crazy, man. Unbelievable. But anyway, so that's awesome. And I do that now all day long. I mean, you basically go from like noon to to midnight with hoops. It's yeah, great. Yeah, I love it, man. Yeah, if you, if you love NBA, you're an NBA junkie, and I am. Uh, it, it's And Anthony is, obviously. It is fun, man. So give me your either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day tradition. And I do want to get into... The other thing is, what your favorite sporting gift that you got over the years, whether it was as a kid, as an adult, could have been tickets. Tom mentioned his mom got him NFC Championship tickets in in 17. Could be that glove that you wanted, that baseball glove, that hockey net, that baseball bat. I'll tell you, when I was a kid, and this, this kind of follows on the NBA theme here. So the ABA was before my time, but I was an absolute hoops junkie nerd. So I, I knew very much of the NBA. And the, oh, excuse me, the ABA. And for, for those of you who don't know, it was called the American Basketball Association in the 60s and the 70s. And Julius Irving, I mean, we could go on and on and on about the great players that came out of there. Moses Malone, George Gervin, David Thompson, you know, et cetera. On and on and on. And, I, and I'm, I'm passing over a lot that were great. But... I was obsessed with, with watching old clips of it and the red, white, and blue ball, which I loved. And back then, when I was a kid, I'm, ta- I'm talking like the 80s now, when I was a little kid, it, it was hard to not get the just traditional, you know, outdoor rubber basketball to find a- anything you know, else. But 
my parents found an ABA ball for me, and I played with that thing until it fell apart nonstop. And that's one that, like, sticks out to me. You want to throw one that sticks out to you, too, uh, we can certainly do that, 215-592-9494. But in addition to that, as I mentioned, we certainly have a lot going on Eagles-wise. And here's the question that I want to start with for you. As we sit here with two games left, yes, there is faint playoff hope. But the question I have for you is, what do you want to see these last two games? And I'm going to give you real specific choices. Now, if you want to give me a write-in vote, feel free to. But here are the choices that I I came up with. I'm going to be strictly focusing on Jalen Hurts to see if he's the guy or not the guy going forward. Choice number one. Choice number two, win out, get a little help, get in the playoffs. That's my focus. I just want the Eagles to beat Dallas, to beat Washington, and get the help that they need because I want this season to go on as long as it can. I want to be entertained as long as I can, regardless of what the record is, which I think is a fair take, too. Or lastly, lose out. Lose out to get a better pick. Lose out to drive the message home to the front office that this isn't good enough, that real change needs to be made. Don't let Jalen Hurts come in, play well, mask that there's bigger issues here with this team. So three choices. Focus on Hurts. Whatever happens in the game happens. Win out. Get some help. Get in the postseason. Lose out. Better pick. Drive the message home. Where do you stand on these last two games for the Eagles? So we will certainly do a lot of birds, a lot of Jalen Hurts, a lot of direction where this thing is going. Um, and, and by the way, I know Tom played the Ron Rivera cut there at the end of his show. So uh, Alex Smith, who's the quarterback of the Washington football team, he practiced. He is listed as questionable. So, you know, you're, you're focused on all these kind of things because not only – do the Eagles need to obviously win their game against the Cowboys, but they need other things to happen. And those other things that need to happen, namely, you need Washington to lose to Carolina. And Washington right now, as we sit here, is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. But a lot of that's going to ride on what happens at quarterback. You certainly need help there. you know. And, and the other team you're going to be focusing on is the Giants. And the Giants are ten-and-a-half-point underdogs to the Ravens, that game's in Baltimore. The good news is, you know, the Ravens need wins with the way things are set up for them. You know, with the way Pittsburgh's collapsing in their division, but also with the wild card, the Ravens aren't going to take it easy by any stretch at 9-5. and five. So you need help. You need the Eagles to win. You need those two teams to lose. And then next week, if that all happens, you need to beat Washington. So there's a lot of things that have to happen. So I'll keep you posted if I'm seeing anything uh, related to that, anything Eagle-wise and whatnot. But, you know, certainly uh, a lot of the talk is going to be on Jalen Hurts and a lot of the talk is going to be on the direction of this team. The other thing that I do want to get into is some Sixers discussion. And, and as I mentioned, I haven't been on – I was on Wednesday leading into the game, you know, prior to the game. I haven't been on since. What I like is you got to win ugly in that league sometimes and you got to f- dig down and find a way to get it done. And they did that. So first and foremost, that's critical. And give them props for that. You know, We've seen them lose those kind of games before. So that's the good. And Bede obviously 
came to play in a big way and was huge late, really took it over. Shake Milton continues to look like that guy who is going to be that that microwave off the bench, that instant offense off the bench. So that's great, too. So there were definitely positives. There's no question about that. The negatives are a couple. One, Tobias Harris is completely lost. Completely lost. Now, if anybody's going to be able to figure this out, it's going to be Doc and figure out a way to incorporate him to get his confidence going. But he's lost right now. That's for sure. You know, and the other thing that, that kind of jumped out at me, in addition to the turnovers and some of the sloppy play, which you, you're going to expect early, and they only played two preseason games. But, you know, what you're still seeing here is, and I know his numbers at the end of the day were okay, but for long stretches, Ben Simmons' offensive game goes into hibernation in terms of scoring the ball. I know he affects the game in, in a lot of other ways, defensively, et cetera. But there's a disappearing act that happens, and it's long stretches, and that hasn't changed. That's been going on for far too long. So we'll get into that because as this season goes along and as we get to the trade deadline, I know it sounds crazy I'm saying that after one game, but because of the Harden situation, because it is an abbreviated season and we start it late here and all that, it's a bit of a different story. You're going to want to really keep your eye on that and how this goes and how the team plays and how Ben plays because it could mean a move is coming. And where I stand on Harden, ultimately, would I do it? Yeah, because I think he'd be a great fit with Embiid because I think Embiid's window is very small here health-wise. But damn, if he doesn't make it hard to root for him and hard for, for him to want to root for him here as a sixer. He's just been an absolute creep on a million levels to get out of Houston. But that's ultimately where I fall on the James Harden thing. 215-592-9494. We'll kick it off with Larry in Ridley Park. Larry, Merry Christmas, man. You're on 94 WIP. Merry Christmas, Rob. Thanks, Larry. What's on your mind? Listen, I had an opportunity to talk with Ray and Glenn yesterday. Mm -hmm. And the question that I posed to Ray was, if Jeffrey Lurie came to him and asked him to give him three names of player personnel guys who he think would be – hireable, who would he pick? He says, the guy that's there right now is John Dorsey. Well, certainly in terms of, of drafting is, is where I really think Dorsey's strength is. Um, and, I, yeah, I mean, look, he, he is a guy who could be a huge asset. Huge asset. Already in-house. Yeah. The, but the question that I have is, can he detach Howie from that position and give – John Dory's the full range, not only over the draft, but free agency, and that Howie do the cap work. Yeah, and I think therein lies the issue, Larry. I think it. it I, my sense is it's got to be one or the other with Howie. Either you're all in with him or you're not, or you're all out. I, I just think having that presence hanging over your head. I know some people have suggested, you know, you give him a different title and, and he knows his role is only money and all that. I think it's a tough spot. And look, Dorsey's been around, so if there's a guy who could kind of handle that shadow, maybe it's Dorsey. But I think that's a tough spot for, uh, you know, a, a guy. I know he's already there, but either somebody coming in or someone who's looking to maybe be elevated for Howie to still be there in that front office. But I hear what you're saying. I mean, his his track record with drafts is really good. So the two movies, Rob, Christmas Eve is uh, Christmas Vacation, yes. and Christmas Day is White Christmas Christmas. 
and the Christmas story. Okay. I, I like both choices there. Yeah, to me, like, I, I, I could sit there. I'm a lunatic with Christmas Vacation. I can watch that over and over and over again and enjoy it. But and good choices on Christmas Day, too. Yeah, definitely good choices. Christmas Story Christmas. With, with Ralphie and, 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 and you know, that's a Christmas story. I'm, I'm drawing it. Right, but with White Christmas is yeah. Danny Kay and yeah, yeah, Ben yeah. Crosby. Now, good choices, Larry. You like it, man. I like your traditions and I like your point about Dorsey, man. Appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Yeah, I did. So last night, finally, you know, laying in bed late, I flip over to I guess it's TNT and TBS both run a Christmas story over and over and over again, all on a loop. I think it's probably on today too. Um, it was the first time I really hadn't watched much of it in a long time, but I love that. My, I Ralphie is on my goat list in terms of Christmas movie characters. I think he's that good. You a fan Ant, of the movie? I, I think I've seen it so many times. Yeah, it's you're like, beaten down by yeah, it. Yeah, I, really, I, I can't That's even fair. remember. It's been years since I watched it, honestly. Well, the problem is what starts happening now is like certain channels right after Thanksgiving start cracking out the Christmas yeah. movies, and then you're like... Yeah, by the by time Christmas you get to Christmas, time, you're, you're, out, you're right? like, oh, my God, I can't take any more of this. But, yeah, that, that would that would certainly fall in the category of the best. Leon in Dallas. What's happening, Leon? Hello, Rob. Merry Christmas. How are you, my friend? Merry Christmas, man. Appreciate I'm a, it. I'm, a, I'm doing great. I just want to say that I appreciate you, Rob, for being on, you know, this time of the day. It's a sacrifice that you make. Yeah, and I, not I, just I'm you. fortunate to be able to do it, Leon. Back at you, man. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Not just you. I mean, everybody there at the station. You guys do a great job. That's why you guys are one of the top stations in the nation, and that's just, you know, nothing but facts. So I, appreciate I just wanted that, to Thank throw you. that out there. No problem. Yep. And so, yeah, so real quick, talking about the big game Sunday, I'm super-duper excited, Rob. You know, it's crazy because uh, I, I remember when the schedule came out, a lot of people actually said that, both the Cowboys and the Eagles season would come down to this game. Mm. Now, nobody knew it would be, you know, <laughs> right. the records. You Not know, this way, yeah. We, but, exactly. Right. But it it played out that way. So, you know, I'm just super excited. I mean, this year with COVID and everything, it just doesn't feel like a traditional Cowboy-Eagle game, you know. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I, well, at least on here in Dallas. Well, like, Leon, refresh my, talking. refresh my memory. So, and I want to get the take on what's happening in Dallas. But are, are they – I, I know I'm drawing a blank on this. Are cowboy? Are you? Are they allowing? Are they allowing fans in the stands? A limited number of fans? Yeah, so okay. I believe it's like thirty thousand, which is a pretty decent amount. Right, but that's a, because I'm, that place is so big. That percentage is a little bit more. Like you can get more in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I'm actually interested to see how much how much Eagle fans will show up because you know we always are kind of in the stadium. Like whenever we did play, like there's always a great you know a great a fan base that's always there of ours, you know. So I don't know how it'll be this year, right. but I'm just interested. But either way, I just think, you know, Hurts, he'll play a great game. The Cowboys the defense, we all know they're just not that good, even though they looked really good when they played us the first time around because Carson was just – he was just giving them plays. Can we not, you know, agree to that, right? Oh, there, look, there's, Leon, there's no question. And I, I truly believe – the Eagles are going to score a lot on Sunday. That defense, the Cowboys' defense is horrific, and I think Van Der Esch is out again. Uh, they're, they're going to, they're going to light them up. Um, I, I fully expect this to be the best we've seen of Hertz, and I think Hertz has looked really good through the first two games, but I think he's going to be even better uh, in this game. What, what's the sense in Dallas? Is it just kind of, is it a who cares for them, or are they looking at it, it like we're we're looking at it here? 
It kind of is. I mean, it's really quiet, you know. Um, to be honest, the Cowboys, they're kind of facing the same fate as us. Like, think about this. They gave Ezekiel Elliott all that money, and, like, he's not like he's an average running back this year. Like, they have so many issues. They don't know who's going to be, you know, starting for him next year, if it's going to be Dak or Andy Dalton. Like, I don't even hear a lot of people talking about this game. They're probably really ready to just get on with the season because they know that even – because, listen, really, they screwed themselves by losing to Washington twice. Like, if they had beat Washington at least once, you know, then they'll be in a better situation. But they don't even care. But, you know, there's a chance really for both teams. But I think we got the, you know, better chance. But anyway, appreciate it, Rob. You know, I love – Merry Christmas to you and your family, man. Appreciate it. You as well. I'll talk to you next week. All right, take it easy. Yeah, Leon, uh, an expatriate. He's down there in in the Dallas area, but He's a, a diehard uh, Eagles fan. Two and five, five nine two, nine four nine four. Eagles, what you're expecting for the last two games? Strictly hurts. Whatever happens, happens. Win loss. Want them to win out. Want them to get in the playoffs because they you want to see the Eagles in the playoffs. Lose out, better pick. Front office coaching changes force the hand to to an extent. In addition to that, Christmas traditions and the greatest sports gift that you've ever gotten. 215-592-9494. You can tweet me as well, at R. Ellis Sports. I'm Rob Ellis on this Christmas Day. Hope you're having a great one. WIP Sports Time is 225. Oh, yeah. Welcome back in, everybody. Jackson 5. On this Christmas Day, I'm Rob Ellis. Got you. We have two hours of power today because I'm leading you right into Vikings and Saints. So we have NFL today. We have a ton of NBA games, all kinds of good stuff. So looking forward to that. I'll be with you tomorrow as well, right around 3.30, right after the uh, the, the early NFL game into the later one. So uh, I'll be you're, you're sandwiched in between uh, those games. But certainly looking at, yeah, you know, I was talking to Anthony about this during the break, you know, from, from a Sixers perspective. You were able to win that game. Granted, I know it's the Wizards, but you're able to win that game getting absolutely nothing out of Danny Green and Seth Curry. I mean, Seth hit one late, but really was, was a non-factor, and Danny Green was flat-out bad. And I don't expect either of those kind of things uh, to, to be the norm. That was certainly the exception to the rule, so... Another, you know, positive as far as that goes um, from a Sixers perspective. And they're back at it uh, tomorrow against the Knicks. So they will, uh, should be, should is the key word here, uh, should be another game. You should be able to get off to a 2-0 start. When you when you take on the Wizards at home, and I don't care where the game's being played, and it's in New York, uh, play the Knicks tomorrow, should be a 2-0 start. Knicks are 0-1 uh, on the season thus far. But, yeah, um, excited for the Sixers season. I'm excited to see what the last two weeks are going to look like from from an Eagles standpoint. You know, Jalen Hurts has given the team a different vibe, a different energy. It was was painful, quite frankly. You know, the first, whatever, 12 weeks with Carson. It was tough football to watch. And even in a loss last week, which dropped them to last place in a terrible division, even with that, you still didn't come away from that game all that disappointed, as crazy as that sounds. You know, because you feel optimistic and you feel like there's an option here at quarterback. And and where I'm at with this is 
it's time to move on with Carson. And I'm not writing him off for his career, but I just don't think it's going to work here. And if you come to that conclusion, if you're the organization and you come to that conclusion, you got to do everything you can to move him. And understanding the hit that you're going to take this year, and you're going to take a hit, or when I say this year, I mean the 21 season, you're going to take a massive cap hit and dead money hit, even with a trade. But I got to try to start to get some draft picks to retool, rebuild, whatever you want to call this. And you, you obviously, it goes without saying, you got to get it right. But that's how you start to do it. And, and the beauty is, even though you're still going to be on the hook for a lot of money for a guy who isn't playing here, the quarterback that you have in place right now is going to be here on the cheap because he's a second-round pick in Jalen Hurts. I just think Carson needs to change the scenery. And, and I would... Look, I think he's a competitive guy. Don't get me wrong. So there, there's a part of him that there's a big part of him right now that's hurting bad. But once the season's over and he looks at this thing a little bit deeper, I think he, he too may say to himself, you know what? Might not be the worst thing in the world to go somewhere else. Let's go to Jake in Philly. Jake, you're on 94 WIP. Merry Christmas, Jake. Merry Christmas. How you doing? Good, man. What's going on? I'm um, actually a first-time caller, but uh, so I called for another reason. But based off of just what you uh, were just bringing up, I mean, I've looked at uh, you know all the options because I'm a I'm a huge Hurts fan. You know, I love to watch that kid play. Mm-hmm. I'm he's like just the stuff he does on the field. You know, that was like the 2017 Wentz that you know I watched make that Super Bowl run. Um, but I just find a hard place to see him going next year, you know, in this off season, you know, I find it hard that we would be able to get something worth, not just, you know, even keeping him on the bench, you know, if we just tell him, Hey, this is the situation, compete for the starting job, see how it goes over the off season. And I don't know. I just don't like the, the drafts this year. Um, you know, I don't follow college very closely, but I understand that the, this draft is a very quarterback-heavy draft coming out, um, and a lot of other quarterbacks are going to be on the market for a lot less than Wentz um, with a lot less guaranteed money next year that that team will have to pay as well. So Right. Well, I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you some options, Jake. And I don't mean – I'm not talking like Jets and Jags, Jaguars who are clearly going to be taking you know, right. Lawrence and Fields and all that. I, I don't mean those teams. But teams who are going to be picking a little bit later who could be options. I, I think New England is a possibility. Okay, so keep them in mind because they don't Cam. This is going to be a one and done for Cam. He stunk there. Okay, and they don't trust Jared Stidham. So I'm just saying they're an option. I'm not telling you anything's a lock. I think New England's a possibility. I think Pittsburgh isn't out of the question. Now, if Ben comes back, you're not going to have two guys on on your, you know, on your payroll playing quarterback for that kind of money. Okay, but if they decide they want to move on from Ben, who's looked real bad the last few games. I think they're a possibility. I know some people have said the Colts are now out. I don't know about that. I, I think a lot of it depends how the playoffs shake out for them. Like if if Rivers looks bad and they get bounced in their first playoff game or something like that, then I think I still think a Reich reunion is a possibility. I'd, I'd throw those at you. Um, I don't know if Elway keeps going down this road of trying to acquire the veterans or he just you know really digs in with Drew Locke in Denver. But I, I don't know, maybe. So there, there's just a couple. I'm just telling you. I, I agree with you. It's not easy. Like, saying all this about the trade is one thing. Pulling it off is another. Right. And the 
the other point that I uh, wanted to make when I called in was, um, so I was looking at uh, stat lines and stuff for Hertz, um, mm-hmm. and you know I'd realized it, but I hadn't really realized that this season. I think one of them was on uh, one of the plays when he was coming in with Wentz, and Wentz was still the starter. Um, but he has seven fumbles this year, and he's you know two games and a couple plays here and there. Yep. Um, that's worrisome. I don't know. I just think that yeah, teams are going to start ball hawking, and you know start to really abuse that and I was like looking into his uh scouting reports and he's had a history with like keeping control of the ball you know while you look at the stat line only one interception and one fumble loss but you know a couple bounced out outside of the or out of bounds last week um you know I just he got very fortunate last week I mean he could have had upwards of three or four He, he did he got fortunate and that's something look we've seen it with Wentz right that's something yeah. that he's definitely got to clean up. It's not so much with him, you know, not not having any any clock awareness in his head in the pocket. It's it's the danger of once he gets out of the pocket of the strips. That's where he's yeah. got to be careful. And like I think people are going to start to realize that. And like he's a you know he's a tough runner when when he came in with uh, Buda Baker at like the two yard line. You know, mm-hmm. he's well known for taking big dudes down. No, and, no, that was a that was a hell of a play. It showed you a lot of strength on his part. Yeah, I, I I absolutely loved that play. That yeah. that just got like everyone that I was watching the game with was fired up about that one. That was yeah. I'm you know, with I, you. We were in here. I, I, we're, I do the post game show, and Dan Klecko were in here, in here screaming. You know, <laughs> yeah. That play. So I hear you. Yeah, Jake. I just wanted to uh, give a call in and say uh, definitely on the Hertz bandwagon here. Uh, enjoy enjoy watching him play so much and. Uh, you know, wish him the best, and uh, I hope we finish out the season, and I hope we get what we need this weekend. And, uh, you know, I'd love to see us in the playoffs. While the draft pick would be nice, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'd rather see us and get Hurts in a playoff game I'm now. I'm with you, man. Jake, I'm with you. I'm with you yeah. all the way on that one. I appreciate it. Yeah, like if I'm – if you're asking me what I want to see – I mean, I obviously I want to see what Hurts does. There's no question about that. But I would rather win out get in the playoffs, give the kids some experience in the playoffs, have an extra week as a fan to look forward to something Eagle-related, then I would lose out, better draft pick. It's not the NBA. Like, you don't have to get the first overall or the second overall or you're going to fall off a cliff. Like, if you know what you're doing, and the Eagles have struggled in this, but if you know what you're doing, if you're picking two spots later, it's not the end of the world here. That's the way I view it. By the way, the 2 o'clock hour of the program brought to you by Mark's Jewelers. I know the folks at Mark's. Jim and the crew, you got to get out there and check out what they have going on, man. Yeah, we may be, uh, you know, past Christmas now, but I'm telling you, you get out to Mark's Jewelers, you see some of the stuff they have out there. It is absolutely unbelievable. And you can check out their selection. Just go to marks-jewelers.com. Really good stuff right there. Yeah, so I I would absolutely be of the mindset. And I know a lot of people that want to see them lose out. They want the better pick. They want to drive it home to Jeffrey Lurie. The change needs to be made. And I don't... I don't think it's a crazy stance from people, but I th- I'm going to go on the assumption that Jeffrey Lurie has enough awareness to know that even if, let's say, this team gets in at 6-9-1, and one, he knows how phony it is to an extent, how bogus it is, how watered down it is, how bad this has been. He's watched this thing. The reports that he didn't go to a, a road game or left practice because it was so sloppy. So I'm going to assume Jeffrey Lurie, who who has a pretty keen eye on his ball club, has an idea that this is still bad even if they make the postseason. And they're not going to throw the, hey, four straight years of making the postseason at you. Because anybody who saw this season 
in the NFC East is well aware of what that, you know, how bogus that is. Let's go to Herb in the Northeast. Herb, you're on 94 to BIP. Yeah, I just want to, uh, Merry Christmas. The, um, to Herb. Herb, can you take us off speaker, please? Yeah, I'm sorry. That's yeah, all. No uh, yeah, Merry Christmas. You bro. too, Herb. Thanks, um, um, so we got the Phillies. We got 11 weeks to spring training. And I've been talking this for at least five years. They ain't got no left-handed starting pitcher. That's legit. Yep. So no, you're right. That's one issue. Well, that, now that to the in, Eagles. That, in addition to a, you know, what was the worst bullpen we've ever seen, hasn't yeah, been addressed well, at all. Yeah, I know about that bullpen. Uh, you, I agree with you on a lot of your stuff about the Eagles. I've been talking about this for weeks now. But I, you know, we'd like to see uh, Hertz, you know, finish up these last two weeks and get the W's and maybe make the playoffs. All depends on Carolina. So, you know. Uh, anyway, um, I need to see this team get more first round picks. We got three draft picks. I talked about this last week in the first three rounds, and I believe that this team could, in the first three rounds, could wind up with five, maybe even six picks. I think we need to look we need to look strongly, okay, at the Cox. At Cox, we're paying him a lot of money. He's what about thirty one, thirty thirty one. Yeah, around there. Yep. We might. I don't know what we can get for him if we put him on the market. Uh, I would think we might be able to get maybe a couple of twos. Okay, or or uh, maybe a one. Who knows? You don't know. I think you got uh, I, I, Herb. I agree in that you got to get real creative this off season. Right. You got to figure out ways to get lose, Pittsburgh's going to lose some of their players on defense. So there's free agents and all that. So they're going to be doing things to the Steelers. So they might want a guy like Cox. You never know. But the thing is, this defense. The problem I have with this defense and it's been going on all year. These guys are not looking for the ball. We're paying Slay a lot of money. How many interceptions does he have? Yeah, they and don't, they don't the take the ball guys, away. They don't take the ball. They did last week, but they don't take the ball away as a team collectively at all. Yeah, I didn't see the game a whole lot, but they did make some turnovers. Yep. They, they need to get some more turnovers these next two games because they got to show me that they, they, they got some heart out there and they're going to. Jim, they got to run some blitzes. They got to run more blitzes. He ain't. He's this whole season. He there should have been whatever blitzes he ran. I don't know how many he ran, but look at it. It should be double that. Okay. Well, and, and and here's the thing though, Herb. He's never been particularly comfortable doing that. So I hear you, but you're not going to see it as long as Schwartz is here with a ton of blitzing. It's just not, it's just not what he does. Well, he ain't got the he ain't got the secondary. That's why well, because that's true too. and the linebackers. And if you look at the three-four defense, the way they Arizona played last week, and a lot of other teams, New England played a three-four. They use that other linebacker as a blitzer in different situations, third and long, second and long. That's how they get sacks. So, yeah, Herb, I hear you, man, and, and I you know you know where I'm coming. from. I know from. exactly. I, yeah, I know. Look, I th- this thing needs to be shaken up. Right? right, I mean, in a big way, and whether that's 
moving on from some people who hold sentimental value because they were here for the Super Bowl or whatever, it's right. time to cut the cord and make some changes. And, and they, they need it badly. They need it. There's San Francisco D to D.C. He might be a guy that you want to Yeah, I think he's going, to get a, he's going to get a head coaching gig, though. Yeah, so. well, I mean, as a, as a head coach, okay. he might want to come here. Yeah, look, I, I here's you know. my, here's my best guess, Herb, and, I, and and Merry Christmas, man. Good talking to you. I I think Doug is. I think Hertz. I think Howie was coming back no matter what. Okay, for starters, but I think Hertz' performance, in a lot of ways, saved Doug's job. What I mean by that is, I'm sure Doug is saying, "Hey, look, uh, you saw what it looked like the first twelve weeks. See what it looks like now." I was dialing up the same stuff. It wasn't me. We just weren't getting anywhere near good enough quarterback play for our team. I, I truly believe that, and I and I think that will bring him back. I think he will be back. So, Sal Robert Sal was the guy you were referencing in San Francisco. He's going to end up being a head coach somewhere. I think he gets a gig. I think the enemy gets a gets a gets a gig somewhere among others. You know, there's going to be a, a decent amount of openings. So, those guys will get employment. I don't think it'll end up being here. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. We'll continue with the Eagles discussion. Christmas traditions, best Christmas sporting gift that you ever got as well. We'll mix in some Sixers also. I got you till 4. I'm Rob Ellis. WFP Sports Time is 247. Peanuts, man. Peanuts money. That is money right there. Welcome back, everybody. Merry Christmas, one and all. Rob Ellis with you on this uh, this Christmas Day, December 25th. Anthony Foley producing the program. Thrilled to be with you as always. Hope everybody is safe. Hope everybody – I hope you're not like me. I hope you have power. <laughs> I hope it wasn't too bad. For, I came out to survey the damage this morning, and my grill is flipped over, like upside down. Everything on, on my deck, not that I have a big deck anyway, but everything on the deck is turned over. Uh, my daughter's lacrosse net is upside down and, and, and over towards the fence. And then in, in the front, I got this big old tree, which I can't stand. And there are branches everywhere. I mean, big ones. And, and the, the thing I am thankful for, it, it didn't hit my car. So there's that. But I know a lot of people struggling out there without power and all that. So uh, hopefully you get somewhere you can go, hang in there. And uh, 2020, man, this bleeper will not let go. It just it, it needs to end soon. A week. A week. All right, I do want to remind everybody, uh, again, this hour of the program brought to you by Mark's Jewelers. Looking to get engaged? Maybe you need wedding bands? You know, after popping that big question, Mark's Jewelers should be your first and last stop online at marks-jewelers.com. We'll go back to the phones. Go to Anthony in South Philly. What's happening, Ant? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Rob. How are you? Good, my friend. Doing well. Thank you. Listen, I've been hearing a lot of talk on the radio for the past week or so about the hit the Eagles are going to have to take with Carson Wentz's contract. Yeah. And uh, today on uh, ESPN, on Get Up, uh, mm-hmm. There was a report by Mike Tannenbaum. Yes, former jo- uh, Jet and Dolphin GM. Yep, exactly. 
And he said there's a way for the Eagles to get out of Carson Wentz's contract by only taking a $13.8 million hit. And that way, and I caught the report in the middle, so I'm not sure of all the details, but it, basically what he was saying was that Carson Wentz writes a check for $20 million to the Eagles. And then when he signs with, let's say, the Colts, they write him a check for a $20 million signing bonus. And also we can get a second-round pick compensation. Okay. Uh, and that's about what I caught on the report. Well, I know, I, and just on the money part of it, and I know when you when you start really digging in, this like people's heads start spinning. But there's right. ways to like convert money, and I think that's kind of like what Tannenbaum was saying. There's right. ways to convert money uh, into like bonuses and signing right. bonus and, and all that stuff where right. you don't take as big a hit and there's not as much dead money. I, that's the first I heard that it was that cheap. I've heard it's, it's going to be more than that, but I, but there are ways to make this a lot less painful for right. sure. I'm, I'm really, Rob, I urge you to ch- try to see if you can watch this. Yeah, report. I'll check it out. I will. Thank you. Please, because I think it's important mm-hmm. because if we keep this kid past March, uh, you're going to take another uh, twenty oh, million dollar hit for twenty two. Yeah, if he if he's here past March, he's here. They're not. If he's going to be right. gone, he's going to be gone before that. That's a, that is a lock of the century. You because right. yeah, right. that's you're you're correct about that. There's a trigger right. there in March. Yep. All right, that's what I wanted to tell oh, you. Okay, Robinson. you got it, man. Thank you. All right, buddy. Thank I you. Appreciate it. I, I look. I get that, and I I. I re- it was a good piece by uh, Paul Domowich of the of Inquirer dot com. Um, two weeks ago, with a key. he does a Q and A every week with Joe Banner, but um, in it, it was a lot of nuggets in there. But one of the things he talked about was the you know the ability to kind of convert some of this and you know move some money around where you're not taking as big a hit. And I, look, I don't think any of it's going to be easy. It's going to be challenging, but we do know that that's something that Howie is very good with. Um, it has always been a strength is the ability to kind of whether you call it a shell game or just, just smart business, be able to move some things around a little bit, um, you know, to help the, the squad. Now, some of that is catching up with them in other areas this year. But, yeah, I, my understanding is there are some things that you can do with Wentz's contract slash salary that will make it a little bit less prohibitive uh, if you do move him. Let's get Ron and Monko up here before we get a timeout. Ron, you're on 94 WIP. Merry Christmas, Ron. Yeah, Rob. Happy holidays, buddy. You too, my friend. Thank you. Yo, I'm running around your old stomping grounds right now. Oh, you're you're in uh, lovely. I'm looking at the yeah, I'm looking at the golf course off a of hillside. Oh, my man, my man. Right, yeah, yes. Yo, listen, you listen. Yeah, I bet you, uh, I bet you anything that Howie is shopping him hard. Yeah, hard. yeah. And they've come. And, I think and, they've come to the conclusion, Ron, that it's time to move on as an organization. Yeah, and 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 listen, you know, you you touched on. That's why I called. You touched on it. And you said it very, you know, diplomatically and very politely that Howie in or Howie out. There's no in between. Mm-hmm. You know, listen, he, on that last draft, I mean, I held my breath the whole day. The whole draft day, what is this guy going to do this year? You know, I said to myself, there's no way, there is no way that he could foul this up. He can't do it. You know, in, in the back of my mind, I'm saying he's going to screw this up again, okay? And I was hoping for, you know, hoping, and he did what he did. Now, you know, this guy's got a chance right now to kind of pull a rabbit out of you-know-what. I know. With, with, with Hertz. Hurts is a game changer. Yeah, with Hurts and, yep. and trading Wentz, because Wentz, for his sake, for the city's sake, for everybody involved, all parties involved, he needs to go. The question is... Are the two, three, maybe four teams out there 
willing to pay that price sticker for him. That's, that's, that's I agree. Right, I agree. It's it's a monster number for a guy with the injury history and coming off an historically awful season. It, it is. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a leap I mean, of faith. It's a leap you've got to believe. You know. You know. I call. I know this is just a big hype, Rob. The Frank Reich, Frank Reich, and and that that's that's a realism because he knows him firsthand. He knows what it took to get him there where he was and what it took to you know to get him there. He knows what he is. Okay. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I got to say that, that you know, maybe Belichick, but I, that's, a, that's a steep number. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of money right now, but I don't know that Belichick's willing to spend that kind of money right off the bat. You know what it depends I mean, on, Ron? If, if Once you get past the first wave of these college guys – if they're if a team like New England sitting there, and they're gonna have a pretty good pick too, because they're not making the playoffs. Yeah, they are. But if they, they are. if he views it as you know the rest of these guys after the you know the Trevor Lawrence's and the Justin Fields and the Trasks and all those guys aren't good enough, then maybe then maybe he wants a veteran guy. He saw what he did in seventeen. They feel like that's still there. Someone if he's coached up differently, that that's and that applies to any team, not just New England. But may, that's how it happens. I mean, that's the only way. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. You know what I really – there's a couple guys that I really like in the draft that I think are going to be a good NFL quarterbacks. The kid from BYU. Yep, Zach Wilson. Okay, yep. and, and and that kid from – the kid from Alabama. Yeah, Mac, Mac Jones is a stud. I love Mac Jones. He's low profile, man, but he is money. Mm-hmm. He's money. I don't know if it's whether that receiver is just making him look that good, but that kid is – he's so calm. He's so cool. You know, nothing, nothing phases him, and he's money, man. He's yeah. right on. He's right there with everything. I agree. You know, so yeah, I like him a lot. I, I know, I, you know, listen. One more thing, if you all allow it. Listen, you know, I'm not all in with Hurts yet. I, I, I need to see more. Okay, now I see a very talented kid at 22 years old that is raw, raw. Okay, and the big question to you, because me and you started this. In 2018, about the coach, you and I did this, okay? Who is going to develop Hurts in that franchise, in our franchise? Who's going to develop him? There's nobody in there well, that can Ron, do that's it. The other, that's the other component to this, right? So what needs to do it? Well, here's what needs to happen. Ron, thanks. Merry Christmas. I get a lot of background stuff there, a lot of reverb. Um there needs to be significant changes in the coaching staff. And I know we say it feels like we say this every year, right? And, and it feels like there's been a lot of turnover. But they absolutely, unequivocally need to get rid of this by committee, consultant, specialist, whatever. Get a real offensive coordinator in there. Get somebody in here who's going to challenge whomever the quarterback is. Not be their buddy. And you might want to think long and hard at whatever offensive coordinator you bring in taking over the play-calling duties and let Doug just concentrate on the team. But none of this, passing specialist, running specialist, none of that. Got to bring in a real O coordinator and a real quarterbacks coach. 215-592-9494. Quick timeout. We'll come back. We'll continue on the Christmas theme, what your traditions are, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, either one or both. Best sporting gift that you ever got. And from the Eagles, what are you looking at for these last two games? Strictly focusing on Hurts? Win out, get some help, get in the playoffs? Lose out, get a better pick? Ensure that there's some significant moves made front office or coaching staff. Where do you stand from an Eagles perspective? You can throw some Sixers in there 
as well. I'm Rob Ellis with you on this Christmas Day. WIP Sports Time is 3.02. Just like the one Bing Crosby, welcome back in, everybody. Rob Ellis with you on this Christmas. Did you know that this is the greatest-selling single in the history of music? This has sold more copies as a, as a solo, as an individual song than any song. Bing Crosby's White Christmas. There you go. All right, 215-592-9494. That's how you hop on board. And we're, we're talking about a lot of different things. Which, as we should do here on Christmas. And I'm taking up till 4 o'clock. Uh, our coverage will begin for the Vikings and the Saints. And, and you know, going to be an interesting game there. Um, certainly a lot to play for for New Orleans. Drew Brees came back last week with the, uh, with the ribs and the collapsed lung and all that kind of stuff. But New Orleans right now 10-4. and four, So Green Bay surpassed them. For the best record in the NFC, Seattle's now ten and four, New Orleans is ten and four, Green Bay eleven and three. Um, so they're they're the teams that are vying for that top seed. You go to the AFC, Kansas City's in real good shape now, thirteen and one. Considering the way Pittsburgh has really fallen off the last three weeks, they've lost three straight. Pittsburgh now eleven and three on the season. All kinds of questions there. A lot of defensive injuries, but it really. It's been a combination. It's not like it's just been the defense. Pittsburgh's offense has been brutal of late. So they're eleven and three. So you go Kansas City at thirteen and one. Pittsburgh eleven and three. Buffalo, who's been on fire, four straight wins, also eleven and three. Cleveland, ten and four in second place in the in the AFC North. How about Baltimore at nine and five, third place? So you get Tennessee at 10 and 4 who leads the AFC South and then it's the Colts uh, right behind them at 10 and 4 as well. Um and then of course, you know, the other teams, the division leaders in the NFC, New Orleans at 10 and 4 is leading the South, Seattle at 10 and 4 is leading the West. <laughs> the Washington football team and we still don't know uh, he's still listed as questionable Alex Smith for uh, their game against Carolina, and that's going to be a big swing if he's not going versus Dwayne Haskins. But they're in first place at six and eight. Uh, as far as your wild cards go, you got Tampa at nine and five. You have the Rams at nine and five. You have the Cardinals still with life at eight and six. So th- there's a lot still to play for for sure uh, in both conferences. But we get an NFC uh, game today. Let's go to Dominic in Cherry Hill. What's happening, Dom? Hey, Merry Christmas, Rob. How's hey, it going? Very well, thanks, Tom. How are you, man? How was your Christmas? I'm good. I'm doing well. Yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying the day. I'm watching some basketball. Nothing beats it. You got it, man. So it's, it's, it's a good sports great, day. Man. Yeah, good sports day for sure. Yeah, yeah. So even college basketball here and there. But I wanted to talk about the Eagles. Um, you know, obviously this year it's been back and forth, and you know it's kind of been some ups and downs, mainly downs and everything with Carson, etc. I just don't get the fans that wouldn't want to make the playoffs. I try to wrap my head around it. I can't. 
You know, I always root for this team till the end. You know, even if it is like, oh, we get a lower draft pick, uh, we just sneak in the playoffs, one and done. Like, I will always want them to make the playoffs. Can you help me wrap my head around that side of it? I, I think, and I, I'm on your side, let me be clear, but I think the, the if, if I'm going to, you know, jump to their side here and I'll play, you know, devil's advocate, I, I think the way that they view it is they're so fed up with the way that this season is gone. They're seeing it trend in the wrong direction the last, you know, even though they made the playoffs the last two years previously, they're seeing it kind of go the wrong direction and they want significant changes. They also, I mean, look, a big piece of that is the draft pick as well. I, I, I'm not on that side of it. To me, I'd rather get hurt some playoff experience. I'd rather, as someone who you know covers the team and follows the team, have interest for about three more weeks at least, if I could get it. I you know ideally, um, and you know to me, I just can't root against. Like I'm really going to root against the Eagles when they play Wash Dallas this week and Washington. There's no chance that happens. There's no chance <laughs> right. I can bring myself to do that, especially this week against Dallas, but he, but he, in either scenario, I couldn't bring myself to do it. So that doesn't work for me at all. Yeah. And then, and, and you put it, put it in a nutshell for me right there is we're, you can eliminate Dallas for the second straight year yeah. from the playoffs. And you can also, uh, you know, eliminate Washington essentially and take that spot. I mean, it's like, you don't want to sit there and watch them in the playoffs. Like I'd rather it be us always. And, and while you do look, you need, significant help it's not insane what needs to happen for you to get in so it's still a possibility right exactly and you know it's been exciting the last few weeks but the other thing i wanted to mention was the sixers if that's really cool uh quick transition to the sixers real quick i remember us talking multiple times i don't know if you remember about milton uh shake yeah you know and we had some you know great expectations in the playoffs and and everything like that but it never panned out but how about what he did in the first game you know, coming off the bench, maybe a little less pressure. I mean, what do you think about Shake Milton this year? I think he's going to be. Factor? I think he's going to be really good. I think he's going to be instant offense off the bench. He's really developed his game. He's excellent off the dribble now, breaking guys down, and he's especially deadly with those corner threes. So, no, I, I like a lot of what I'm seeing from Shake. You know, potentially, if you have Shake and Tyrese Maxey, I think that's a really good one-two punch in terms of you know ability to score off of your bench. I know they like Korkmaz, um, and, you know, look, he, he took some pretty significant strides last year when it looked like his career with the Sixers was over. Those three guys come off the bench and score for you. Mike Scott's in better shape than he was in last year. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of uh, – I think there's a lot of positives, you know, right now with this team. Yeah, and I, I'm watching the Heat. You know, they look good earlier, uh, you know, today. They look good yeah, without Rob, Robinson was on fire. And there's no question. Oh, yeah, he really was. He's, yeah. he's fun to watch. But, I mean, it's just like I feel like that we should be in the top three. Like, we should be. I just hope that we finish that way, you know, with the Sixers, you know, top three in the Eastern Conference, I said. Yeah, I mean, look, a lot of it is we, we just need to see what this looks like with, with the two big boys being coached by Doc Rivers, you know, and – now they have some shooting around them. It should look better if we're still seeing the same kind of pattern, some of the struggles. Like I didn't love what I saw out of Ben. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love what I saw out of Ben the other night. But it, you know, th- now there's no more excuses. There's no more, hey, let's just lay this at the feet of Brett Brown or, or whatever anymore. Like We're going to know if these two guys together are capable of getting you into that upper echelon. And that's where it's at. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And I, and I really am excited for them this year. And if Harris shows up, 
uh, we're really going to be dangerous if he, like, you know, is himself and can score. Oh, yeah. Uh, and not regress. Well, that, and know? that's the thing. You know, he was um, – Don, Merry Christmas, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for Merry the call. Christmas. Um, he was awful last night – or Wednesday night, excuse me. He was awful. And, I, I, you know, I feel like his confidence is shot, and, and that's certainly a piece of this. And I, I related it to Carson Wentz a little bit earlier. He looks like he's kind of in that same mode right now where he just – he doesn't believe in himself. And, you know, the weight of that contract, the weight of expectation, the frustration from people with him from last year, uh, there's no doubt in my mind they were trying to move him in the offseason. They just, nobody wants to take that contract. Like, like all those kind of things, I think, add up. Now, it's one game. The, the, the beauty is, and the encouraging thing is, that the best couple years of his career were in Los Angeles with Doc Rivers. So if anybody can unlock this thing and and figure out the best way to, you know, kind of get him going here, it'll be Doc. I just don't know if it works with him on the floor with Embiid and Simmons or any combination of those guys. I just don't know if that works. You know, it, it, look, it's clear no matter where he's at, Elton Brand made a gigantic mistake. We all said it at the time. This is in hindsight, but it, it's a terrible, ter- terrible deal. I mean, just he's paying an okay player like he's, you know, a top five, top ten guy in the league. And he's not. And he's not anywhere near that. Look, he's a really good guy. He's a great guy off the floor. He's a good locker room presence. I mean, there's there's a lot of things to like about Tobias Harris. But the bottom line is he's overpaid and he's not performing nearly as well as they need him to. And I think all of those things, you know, factor into it. And, and the problem is you need to figure it out because you can't move him. Think about I mean, he was able to trade Al Horford. Older, another bad deal, not quite as bad, but another bad deal. You able to, to move him and get, you know, an asset like Danny Green. And Daryl Morey is about as crafty as they get, right? But nobody wants... Tobias Harris. So the bottom line is they got to figure it out. And and look, if it comes to him coming off the bench, and I know the front office won't be thrilled about this considering what he's making, but if it comes to that, and you got to try something, you got to try something. Like they're going to ride with him for a while here because of the money. They just are. But it, it's not great. I can tell you that. Um, I think there are, there's a lot of other things to be encouraged about with this team. As I mentioned, you know, you're able to win despite nothing out of Seth Curry, nothing out of Danny Green. Uh, Ben disappearing in terms of scoring for long stretches. You're able to win despite all that and turning the ball over a ton. By the way, the game, and I'm saying this for both sides, so don't hit me with, oh, you're a homer, was horrendously officiated. Those guys were bad and indecisive, which is the worst kind of officiating that you can get. Inconsistency and indecisiveness are the two worst kinds. You ask any player or coach, look, if a guy is calling every ticky-tack hand check, if he's doing it on both sides, then you know what to expect. But when it's hand check called, hand check not called, every little nonsense 
uh, screen that was set was being called an offensive foul. Like, let him play. Let him play. Nobody's getting hurt if a guy moves an inch on a screen at the top of the key. On both ends. Because when you're blowing the whistle constantly, you're killing any kind of flow to a game. It's bad for the fans, it's bad for the players, and it's bad for the product. And the officials need to understand that. They're not there to be the show. Nobody's watching the other night to watch them. Nobody's going to be watching all the games today. Oh, man, did Zach Zarba make a call? I love him. I have him in my fantasy league for officials. It doesn't work like that. If it doesn't need to be called, let it go and let him play. I get it's early. They're not in midseason form either and all that. I'm just telling you, in general, it was a really poorly officiated game. 215-592-9494. So, we're talking a lot about the Eagles and a lot about the expectations of these last two games and whether or not you're strictly focused on Hurts, you don't care what happens, win or loss. Whether you're strictly focused on them winning the game any way they can you know, win and any help that they can get to get them into the postseason, which I get to. Or you want them to lose out. And, you know, Dominic just called, you know, kind of asking me to explain it. So I'll ask you. I I got you for another 40 minutes here. For the folks who want the Eagles to lose out, okay, I want you to really think it all the way through. What I mean by that is, in theory, you want them to lose because you want a better pick. And you want to, I guess, send a message to to Jeffrey Lurie that that real significant change needs to be had. Okay. But in practicality, are you really going to be able to root for for the Cowboys this week and for the Washington football team this week? Are you really going to be able to bring yourself to do that? See, I think when you think it out a little bit further and come kickoff at, you know, four, what are they, 425 or 405, this week, when it comes to that, I should probably know that since I'm doing the postgame show. Uh, when it comes to that, you're really going to be able to do it? It's 425. Are you really going to be able to do it? And by the way, the Eagles are a two-and-a-half point favorite. Line's two-and-a-half, 49-and-a-half. You're really going to be able to kick off Sunday, 425, to root for the Cowboys? I don't buy it. I think it's something that people say right now. But once we get there... There's no chance. And same thing for next week. Let's say the Eagles win. Let's say Washington loses to the Panthers. And Dallas, or uh, excuse me, the Giants lose to the Ravens. Let's say everything breaks this week the way you need it to break. You're really going to tell me next week, with the possibility as ugly as this has been, with the playoffs on the line, last game of the season, you're going to be rooting for Washington? I don't believe it. So for those on the lose outside, I want to hear from you. 215-592-9494. All right, we'll get a quick timeout. We'll come back. Still plenty of time to get you in on any number of things, whether it's the Eagles, whether it's the Sixers, whether it's your Christmas traditions, whether it's the coolest sports gift that you've ever gotten. We'll get you in. I'm Rob Ellis. WIP Sports Time is 322.
Here's Mariah. Good timing there, Anthony, playing that one coming back. Welcome back in, everybody. Rob Ellis with you on this Christmas Day. So that song's from 1994. I didn't realize it went back that far. But it that song just set a Spotify record. So it's the all, it set the all-time record for the biggest single-day stream in Spotify history at 17 million, over 17 million streams according to uh, chart data, which provides daily music stats from various sources. I mean, that's, she's probably every every time oh, this year. Cha-ching. Yeah. Can you imagine what She's rolling in it. It, it. You know, it's one of those things, it's like, that's a nice little Christmas bonus that she gets every single year. You know what I mean? Playing in all the malls, oh, every radio station. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. All right, so, uh, by the way, I want to remind everybody, this hour of the program, and this is Rob Ellis, by the way, in for... Uh, John Marks and Ike Reese on this Christmas Day. But this hour of the program is brought to you by Marks Jewelers. Looking to get engaged? Maybe need a wedding band after popping the big question? Well, Marks Jewelers should be your first and last stop online at marks-jewelers.com. I almost forgot I was in for John and Ike because it doesn't feel like a weekday to me. This is a Friday. It does not feel like a Friday with the holidays. And I'm not complaining. I like it when Christmas and, and, like, New Year's and all that are on, like, Thursday, Friday, whatever. Much better than, like, a Monday or a Tuesday, which is kind of a bummer. Um, but it just didn't, you know, doesn't quite sink in that that's where we're at. Let's go to uh, Levin in Germantown. Levin, you're on 94 WIP. Hello. Merry Christmas, Rob. Hey, Levin, how are you? Merry Christmas to you and yours, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I like your commentary. You know, we have a dilemma here. And my my dilemma is listening all week. Levin, hang one second, man. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to get you straightened out here, so you're so you're coming in a little bit better. I want the folks to be able to hear what you're saying. I know it's it's kind of zotting in and out of there. Let's get Brett in New Jersey in the meanwhile. Brett, you're on 94 to BIP. Rob Ellis, how are you, sir? Hey, Brett. Merry Christmas, man. I'm doing well. Thanks. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Miss you on. Uh... TV morning every day. Oh, appreciate it, man. Well, you, you get a you, little bit of your fix on Sunday mornings at 8.30 on CBS 3. A little man. bit, a little bit, a little bit, but not enough. I got you. I hear you. Thank you. But uh, it's talking about the whole Eagles. Yeah. You, you think there's a reason that we didn't draft Jalen Hurst in the second round? I think the Eagles organization realized that Carson Wentz has had a serious downcline or, or downward turn yeah. mm-hmm. since 2017. Even with the last four games in the last season leading up to the playoff run, they've realized he is broken. That is why Jalen Hurst was drafted in the second round. You know what? And that's the million-dollar question, and I would love to know if it was based— $128 million question, sir. Right, so so let's look at it a couple different ways. One, 
was it what you just said or was it we're just so afraid this guy is, you know, just going to get hurt and it's a miracle he got through last year, et cetera. That, that's the other part. But you're the right. The way that so, he but, plays, 100% he's going to get hurt every sure. single year. But, but, this year was – to get him through this this year – it was going to take a miracle. You and I both know that. Everybody listening knows that. Yeah, I mean, the one other thing that I would say, though, Brett, because you just touched on it, if they really thought this was about, you know, this guy can't play anymore or whatever, he's declining at a, at a crazy rate, why did they give him the deal? Why did they extend him? Because Howie is not a general manager of a franchise football team. He belongs in some Fortune 500 company, not in a professional sports league. Look, the the draft record itself is horrendous. What he's really, it's what it's, yeah, I mean, not, what, what he's horrendous is poor. What he's what he's really clinging to in a lot of ways. Well, yeah, I mean, look, the, Jalen Hurts may be the you know get out of jail free card, but the the what he's really hanging on to is the off season he had before the Super Bowl non draft. But that's that's not going to cut it. Like that's not good enough. Well, he tried pulling that back when he, he signed Namdi Asamoah and we had the quote-unquote dream team with Vince Young. Yep. Yeah. That was a bunch of BS. Yeah. No, there's uh, – other than – can't he, You can't do that twice. And you know what? He got lucky one time. He's 50-50. Yes, Hall of Fame number's 500. I get it. But this year, it's, 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 it's not going to happen. Right. And part of How the – How he needs to go. Yeah. And Carson needs to go. I'm sorry. That's all right. No, no. Look, part, part of the problem – you know, with all of this is some some you have to make moves like Darius Slay and sign these free agents to these giant deals. I don't mean Wentz, but, you, you know, because you haven't done a good enough job drafting and it's it's clear. 100%. Yeah. And the other part that's really clear is they just don't have enough talent, even even though Hertz is playing well and he is. You still see that there's not enough talent here. Just look, take last week, for example, when Arizona had to have one. What do they do? You throw it up there to a guy who's well covered, and guess what? DeAndre Hopkins is still going to make the play. Okay, well, Eagles don't have well, anybody how, who can do that. How much over the cap are we going to be for next year? It depends on what happens. I mean, probably in the sixties. Yeah, well, our offensive line is over thirty, correct? Well, it depends. Like, um, Kelsey, yes. Lane Johnson, yes. Peters will not be back, but Mylotta, you know, is on the younger side of this thing. Yeah, and Brandon Brooks too. The line's old. Yeah. The line is is getting oh, older for sure. We need some serious help. This putting uh, Hurts in as quarterback is not going to fix his organization. It's not going to be a quick turnaround. I think everybody listening agrees. You agree. Yep. It's going to take some time. And I don't think Howie is the right man to lead this organization moving forward. Yeah, I, look, it, it's there. I worry that, and, and it, we started getting, you know, kind of the, the the traces of this even before they put Hertz in there that Howie was going to be back no matter what. And it's a major concern of mine that Jeffrey Lurie is just just too tight. He's too tight with him, well, and, he, and he can't see things. Well, I, re- I I really hope Howie is not back. And I hope you and I are on the same page. And I wish you guys a Merry Christmas. Right, thanks to everybody listening. Merry Christmas. All right. Thanks, man. Same to you. And uh, we'll enjoy. We'll right. talk, Rob. You got it. Happy New Year, man. Thanks. Um, yeah, it's um, when I look at the patterns here, and it's not to say there haven't been some hits later. I, I, actually, I think that's probably how he's strength is getting some of these guys later. The later rounds, particularly offensive linemen and what Mylotta and Herbig and Driscoll and you know whatever. That's been a strength. But 
you look at it, you can slice it any way you want. While Rager hasn't been a bust at all. Justin Jefferson, who went right after him, is one of the better receivers in the league. You don't need to put rookie on that. He's one of the better receivers in the league. You could have had him. Now, Jalen Hurts, again, could be the saving grace for this draft. But you've got nothing out of your third-round pick, nothing out of your fourth-round pick. These are guys, when when they're taken as high as they're taken, like one through four should give you something, should contribute to your team. And they're not. In, In a year where they needed badly to get a lot of help from their draft. They haven't gotten nearly enough. So that's a piece of this thing. And, and, and you could just keep going back. You know, what's Andre Dillard's future? We don't even talk about him, right? You think about it. And, and you know, maybe that's because Mylotta has shown you that he's the real deal or whatever. But, you know, this was a guy who you moved up to take in the first round. But it's not just Andre Dillard. It's far too many of those first, second, third, fourth rounders. How about Ortega Whiteside? You know, we've all just kind of thrown up our hands and said, you know, whatever with that. The guy's a healthy scratch every week now, as he should be. But that's a second-round pick. And we don't even need to go into the guys that went after him. When you do that to yourself, it's going to make for a real depressing Christmas. I don't even want to do that to you. We all know what it is. We don't need to reiterate it. But that's the point. There's too much of this and too many of these. So I guess my question would be, all right, how much input is John Dorsey going to have? Let's say Dorsey stays here and doesn't get a GM gig somewhere else, which is a possibility in this offseason. Let's say he stays here. How does that work? Like, how does the – what are the dynamics – how big a say is he going to have? Because ultimately, if Howie's still in charge, Howie has the final say. You know, it, it, is it possible that Jeffrey Lurie suggests and or makes the move with Howie and says, look, um, I want you here. I believe in you. I believe you helped this organization. But somebody else needs to have final say on the draft. And it's going to be John. I don't know. Is Howie accepting of that? And can John Dorsey really do his thing with the shadow that Howie casts? I don't know how that, you know, dynamic works in the front office. I would be very curious about that. And I, my sense is I don't think Jeffrey Lurie is going to do that. But I'm just, you know, kind of throwing a hypothetical your way to, to, to see what what may in fact happen if that is the case. I mean, that would be interesting. That's a way, and not that you do these things just for the fans or just to satisfy the fans or any of that, but that would be a way at least to calm some of the public outcry, whether it's fan or media, when they say, okay, well, what are you doing differently this year if you're bringing back Howie, if you're bringing back X or Y? Well, John Dorsey's in charge of the drafts now. I mean, it's something. And you talk about a guy who's, who's been around the league a long time, a couple different stints, uh, put some real foundational pieces in places, in place in his previous stops. 
which really have helped those teams excel, meaning the Chiefs and the Browns. You know, but also has had his issues where he's been bounced out of places relatively quickly with some of the other mistakes he's made. But the drafts are where his strengths lie. So I think that's possible. But, you know, I can't say for sure. And, you know, look, if they lose these next two games, and one of them to the Cowboys, who are, you know, just a bad team and an awful defensive team, and you finish the season with four wins, that's tough. That That's tough to run it back and get the whole band back together. Let's get Bill in Schwanksville. Bill, you're on 94 WIP. Merry Christmas, Bill. Hey, happy holidays. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, first off, I, I just want to say the best gift I ever got, so before I forget, um, just uh, my sister, my younger sister, every Christmas would give me tickets um, for Villanova, Georgetown, when they used to play at the Spectrum. I, I was a big, uh, you know, besides Nova, just college basketball. Yeah, they were great like games, the man. They were awesome games. Ah, oh, Alonzo Mourning oh. was my favorite, one of my favorite players to watch in, in college. Uh, you know, he was just, even in the pros, I think it's a shame he got an yeah, injury. I think issues. he would have been Yeah, he had the, the kidney issues, yeah. All the same, and he was phenomenal mm-hmm. athlete. Yep. Uh, just like the way he played. But um, my Eagles point, uh, you know, is, you know, is, you know, I, I'm, I'm more pro person than, than most people. I think it's it's hard to, you know, uh, come back, and I think you know. I, I don't think it's Carson's fault. I you know I, I tell people I think it's just. I mean, it's hard to obviously say for a fact, but this is just my opinion. I yeah. just feel like it was like the perfect storm. I feel like the Eagles got lucky beating the Patriots and going on that run without them, and then you know it's kind of like you, you remember the people you went to battle with, but you love the people you went to war with. And they didn't go to war with, with him. And so he sort of lost like a little bit of an allegiance, I think, to you know, certain people. And I think they should have almost, at that point, released a lot of the older guys instead of signing them and just built a team around Carson. Now, again, I, you know, obviously they drafted horrible. Mm-hmm. But I feel like even like the little things, like, you know, like I just think he's, he's trying to prove himself so much. Even the little things with the turnovers and holding the ball, I feel like he does a lot of that just to try to get, you know, to, to vault them to victory. You know, he knows if he doesn't make a spectacular play, they're not going to win. They just don't have enough talent. And I think he holds on to the ball. You know, he tries yeah. to make those insane, incredible plays. He tries to score three he touchdowns did. in one possession. You know what I mean? He tries He tries to do the hero ball thing because he doesn't trust Correct. what's around him. Yep. And he just doesn't have the talent. And I think that hurts him. But, you know, again, to his fault, is that a bad thing? You know, I don't think so somewhat. You know, I, I'd rather have a guy that wants to do anything to win and will do anything to win. Now, you know, my thing is with Hurts, I mean, I just think it's, you know, he's played okay. He completed 55% of his passes last week. Uh, if you take away his screens last week, the two screens that got 40 yards and the wide-open Hurts, he really he only threw for 100-and-something yards. And, you know, to me, yeah, Bill, though, I, that, Bill, that applies to any quarterback. You can't do that. You correct. can't take no, away I agree. I understand that. I agree. And I also think that, you know, the defense coming up uh, big the last two games, and they, never, they haven't done that all season where they gave four possessions deep in the end zone. I think that definitely helped, uh, you know, the defense stepping it up. And I just I just think to me, you know, you, you know the feeling, you know, it's like almost like a stock. It was 2017, he was the MVP of the league. He really was. Mm-hmm. And, is, has Hurts played good enough? You know, they lost last week. 
has he played good enough to lead them? Like, you know, for instance, uh, you just mentioned it. He got him four games last year, that the last caller. He won those last four games single-handedly by himself. Mm-hmm. Can Hurts do that? I don't think so. Like, you know, like last week, he couldn't do it by himself. He's, you know, as good as the stats were, uh, he couldn't beat a mediocre team where, you know, Wentz won four games in a row. And did, you know, even that play last week where Hurts ran, you know, the announcers were like, what a willing play. You know, it, you know they forget that Carson did that last year. He did the same play to get them in the playoffs. Yeah, Bill. Here's what it comes down to. Like, if you're if you're a team, and it sounds like you'd like to to see him stay here, but if I think they've come to the conclusion they're probably going to move on. But here's what you have to ask yourself: if you're one of those teams that that might be a suitor for him, you have to say to yourself, "All right, how impacted is he by these injuries, and how much of an effect did that concussion have?" Right. Number one, and you also have to ask yourself: Do you feel like you're going to be able to get him back? You know, from a psyche standpoint, right? Are you going to be able to sort of rebuild him? upstairs you know if everything's fine physically how do you get him back to the place that he was in 17 that he was those last four games last year that's yeah, really what I, it amounts I think, to and that's I, I agree with you rob and i just think some of them like that's what i was saying i think they should like you know just like a simple rule there's no reason al sean jeffrey should be out there i mean he, he bad, there's no other team when you bad mouth your franchise quarterback they keep a player i don't care who it is yeah don't bad and the Eagles, like, that's just bad. That's just bad for your locker room. That's bad for that just sends the wrong message. Even drafting, like I said, as you said, you sign a guy to a huge contract. They already give Foles a, a statue outside. And then they take a quarterback in the second round. Mm-hmm. It's a complete slap in the face. I mean, and, and, and then even the play calling has changed. You know, he did the same thing for Foles. He's changed it. It's almost like, you know, as you're, you know, your job is to put your players in position to be successful i mean uh, to me like russell wilson uh you know some of these guys do you think he would be a great pocket passer if he wasn't allowed to roll out i don't think yeah so. i don't i and i bill i agree with a lot of what you're saying man but i, I gotta run but merry yeah. christmas man I, I, thanks man uh sorry to cut you off there i i think that for whatever reason there is absolutely a disconnect with doug and, and carson i i don't know i mean whether it's playing to his strengths, Carson, I mean, whether it's staying committed to the running game, which we've seen more of the last couple weeks, I don't know what it is. I think, you know, whether Doug believes that Carson is something that Carson doesn't believe he is, there's something off with those two. And I don't know if it's just gotten to the point where they feel like it's not fixable. All that's hard to say for me right now. But I know... And, and and believe me, I, Bill's very pro Carson, and I and I, I again I think he can be salvaged somewhere, but I don't think it's going to be here. But what I do know is, if you've watched this season, I don't know how there's any way that you can come away and say that he wasn't terrible. He was, and he, that that said, they haven't drafted well enough. He doesn't have weapons. His leader. I looked at this the other day. I I, I mentioned it when I was on and for John and Ike on. Wednesday. And it's pretty hard to, to wrap your head around. The Eagles' leading receiver so far, and, and we played 14 games now, right? Is Travis Fulgham at 497 yards. Have we seen Travis Fulgham in five weeks? Has anybody does anybody know where he is? I don't. He fell on a fumble the other day. That was the his contribution. But think about that for a minute. 
you know, he's played a lot of this year, five games, Carson did, without Ertz. Uh, Dallas Goddard's missed time. You know what I mean? I mean, this is what we're talking about. Uh, Miles Sanders has missed time. So while I'm not telling you everything is on Carson Wentz, because it, it, certainly it, it is not, and they haven't gotten putting good enough weapons around him. Rager missed time, too. He was terrible when he was in there. Like, both things can be true. Both things can be true. All right, you know what else is true? We're going into our last segment. And the other thing is true, we still have time to get your phone calls in. So you can jump on, 215-592-9494. Final segment of the program coming up on this Christmas Friday. I am Rob Ellis. WFP Sports Time is 348. This isn't in your top five or top ten. I don't think we can be friends. Just saying. Welcome back, everybody. Run DMC right there. That is. And you killed it today, dude. You killed it on the return music. Appreciate that. Props. Absolutely strong. Very strong right there. All right, we got a couple minutes left here. So I'll be back with you guys tomorrow after the early NFL game. So you got uh, Tampa and Detroit. So I'll, I'll jump on with you after that one and, and take you into Miami and Vegas. So I'm kind of your sandwich in between there uh, tomorrow from an NFL perspective. But it's been a lot of fun today. I want to thank everybody. I want to thank Anthony Foley. Anthony, Merry Christmas to you and your family, man. Great job, as always, producing the program. Like I said, I'll be back with you guys tomorrow. It's been a lot of fun, man. It, it's it's been a We all know it's been a tough year, but I just want everybody to hang in there. I hope you get a chance to enjoy tonight. Just relax a little bit. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 